The voice of reason. The voice of alarm. The voice of stats. The voice of scouts. The voice of Kool-Aid. The voice of dismay. The voice of Davo. Well, I sent out a tweet in the bottom of the seventh inning from our official Clubhouse Conversation Twitter, at Royals Clubhouse. And I said, quote, will somebody set an alarm clock and wake up the Royals' bats? And apparently somebody took that to heart and did so, because right after, they woke up in a big way as the Royals explode in the late innings to win Game 1 against Toronto 10-7, to thanks to that six-run bottom of the eighth. And how about the dynamic switching in this game? Through six innings, the Royals were really... Pretty meek. Pretty weak. Those things even rhyme there. They only had two runs on two hits through six, did the Royals, but finished with eight runs on nine hits in the last three innings. That now makes them 13-12 and 12 on the year, including 13-0 and 0 when they score four runs or more and 0-12 and when they score three or less. And what a big win tonight for the Royals, too, especially when you consider the two tough hombres they'll be facing the next two nights in the form of Drew Hutchinson, and Mark Burley, you might say, yeah, Burley, but Hutchinson, what are you talking about, Davo? We'll discuss Hutchinson here in a few minutes. He is tough. It will be a challenge for the Royals tomorrow night, especially in the cold weather, although granted, of course, Yodana Ventura will also be that same thing, a huge challenge for Toronto. More about that here in a few minutes. But obviously, a great way to start the homestand, get that first win and get that game against Toronto with their quote-unquote weakest of the three starters the Royals will face. Now, four main things stick out in this game. The Royals got 10 runs in this one. Salvador Perez and Billy Butler were the two main things that stuck out to me on offense. Billy's starting to really hit the ball hard, had a couple of big hits tonight, squared one up, got it to the warning track in right field, perhaps in the summertime at the K, that's up against the wall. That's good to see Billy starting to hit the ball with more authority over the last five to seven games. And Salvador Perez, speaking of authority, Salvi is now seven for his last 13, including a two-run blast to bring the Royals back within one at five to four in that key bottom of the seventh after Alex Gordon got on and nearly went yard himself. And then Salvi finishes it off, the go-ahead hit, a two-run double in that huge six-run eighth inning as the Royals go on to the big victory. So that's one of the four things I want to talk about is Salvi and Billy. Number two, this is something you're not going to see in the box score. And this is something that you might say, well, it's not really that important, Davo. The Royals exploited Milky Cabrera big time tonight. Nice job, Eric Hosmer especially. I thought that was the key play in the game. Well, key play number two. There was a key play number one earlier that was more important, but we'll talk about that here in a second. But key play number two was Eric Hosmer going first to third on Billy Butler's single there in the bottom of the eighth inning, challenging Melky Cabrera. Not really even challenging him. He's so lazy out there. We saw that with the Royals. I loved Melky. He was a solid player for us, but defensively, he left a lot to be desired. He'd throw to the wrong bases regularly. I can remember screaming at him, throw that ball to second. He'd throw to third, let the lead run go to second and the late innings of a close game, take a double play out, put the winning run in scoring position. He did that kind of stuff regularly. And key to Eric Hosmer, A, for knowing that, and just he kept going on that play there in the eighth inning. Key to, I'm assuming, Ned Yost, Dale Swaim. I'm sure they talked about that before the game as you do your pre-series meetings. I'm sure that was one thing as they know Melky as well as anybody and you know, Melky doesn't always pay attention. He's not really intense on defense. It's a cold night. The ball's wet. Great job by the Royals scouting that. And, and again, you might say, well, first to third, who cares? Salvi hit a double. He would have scored from second. Well, probably. But I'm not one of those people that believes, you know, that the next move would have happened if the previous move hadn't. 
You know, you know what I'm saying? It's not, it's not just a butterfly effect here. I, I don't believe that. So the fact that you know, Hosmer gets a third, I think, is giant because, of course, Alex wasn't uh, struck out swinging there for the first out. So you have runners in the corners with one out. You're still down. New pitcher comes in against Salvi. Salvi's confident right now, but it's got to be definitely a huge lift to an offensive player knowing, you know, approach-wise, all I've got to do is hit the ball up the middle and hit the ball in the air. A sack fly will tie this game. He has less pressure on himself, you know? Some people say, well, there's no clutch hitting, blah, blah, blah. They're all robots, blah, blah, blah. It's not really even clutch hitting. It's just smart hitting. You know, the pressure is less when there's a runner at third versus a runner at second. So, you know, momentum was changed with that play as well. So it's easy to say, you know, it didn't matter, but I, I do think it really did matter. And who knows how this game ends if, if, you know, if Haas doesn't go to third or if he's thrown out at third even. So credit to him. Credit to the Royals for their scouting. Dale Swaim challenged Milky two more times in that inning, and the Royals won both times and won the game. Now, key number three, point number three I'm going to talk about in this game. I've been talking about Jason Vargas, Jordano Ventura, and James Shields going back to the mean. And what I mean by that is they're not going to keep up 1.9, 1.8, 2.2 ERAs. It's not going to happen. They're going to have great years. I believe that. But they're going to be in the threes. So Jason Vargas in this game, six and a third, five runs, 10 hits, no walks, five strikeouts. Still pitched eh, relatively well. He faced a good a good lineup that I thought had a great approach against him, taking him to right center. The right-handers did a lot. Warm out, especially in that, uh, that fifth inning with Noriaoki out there. But his ERA is still a sparkling 2.40 is Vargas. And as I said, he'll, he'll, he'll have four, five, six of these games where he doesn't quite you know live up to his expectation and gives up some runs. And at the end of the day, his ERA will settle somewhere in the mid threes. And it's, it's a good sign. I've been talking about you know when that happens, when a Royals pitcher starts going towards the mean, they have some starts that put them back where they should be overall. When the sample size catches up, will the Royals be able to score runs and offset that? They did tonight. Give them credit. That is big because I've been wondering about that. I can't tell you how big this game was tonight for the Royals. Now, the fourth thing I want to talk about is Calvin Herrera. Don't lose him in this game either. That's the most important thing in this game that's going to be overlooked. Number two is the Hosmer play that we just you know spoke of a few minutes ago. Calvin Herrera came in probably one batter too late. Ned probably should have pulled Vargas out uh, a hitter earlier with two runs already home after a Milky Cabrera double. Um, Herrera should have been an end-to-face Cabrera. Um, but anyway, Herrera comes in. Big situation. The Royals are down 5-2. to two. Base hit there. Extra base hit there. It's 7-2. to two. The game's over. The Royals don't come back and win that game. But Herrera, granted he did walk two guys, but he coaxed two ground balls out of Edwin Encarnacion and Juan Francisco to get out of that inning. It saved the game. Aaron Crow gets the win, but Kelvin Herrera pitched well. Well enough, at least. The walks I don't like, but we'll take it. What, just what a great game. There was so much good tonight. You know, in summary, the offense came alive. Um, the bullpen bailed out Vargas. The Royals were heads up offensively, running the bases. Uh, Billy Butler, Salvador Perez, a lot to be excited about tonight for the Kansas City Royals. But before we go, we do want to talk about tomorrow and Thursday as well. Um, like I mentioned earlier, Drew Hutchinson, you're going to say, who, Drew Hutchinson? He's not tough, Davo. He's... Decent. He's 1-1 one one with a 3.46. Yeah, he has 33 Ks and 26 innings. And let's talk about Drew Hutchinson's five starts this year. Five starts this year. He has given up no earned runs, two of his starts. Two earned runs, two of his starts. And just one bad start. He gave up six at the Yankees. Take out that Yankees game, though. Drew Hutchinson's in the ones. 
He's like James Shields or Yardana Ventura or Vargas coming in. And he strikes guys out at a high level. So on a cold night, he'll be tough, especially when the Royals have scored big runs two games in a row. I'm kind of one of those superstitious guys that believes that when you score a lot a couple days in a row, usually you don't score the next night very much. It just seems like how it works out. Again, that's the mean coming back into things. But Hutchinson will be tough. Like I said, his last outing at Baltimore went six innings, two runs, six hits, nine strikeouts, one walk. A very Yordano, excuse me, Ventura-esque outing. Six innings at Baltimore, two runs, six hits, nine strikeouts, one walk. So Hutchinson will be tough tomorrow, so will Ventura. Let's hope the Royals can get a good outing tomorrow out of Yordano, out of Ace. Keep Toronto within reach, three to four runs. And we saw what happened with Toronto's bullpen, as we've seen all year. Keep it close, keep it tied, keep it within one, late innings. Steal it at the end. Royals have a better bullpen. Show tonight, the Royals win. Thursday, you've got Mark Burley. So let's find a way to split these next two if you're the Royals. You get these two, and then you figure out a way to get two from Detroit, and you can ice a beautiful homestand. But we'll take it one game at a time. First things first, we'll be back tomorrow night doing it all over again here on Clubhouse Conversation, Dave O's Dish. Until then, enjoy the rest of your evening, or if you're listening to this on Wednesday at the office, tisk tisk. I love it, by the way. Way to live in the wild side. Go Royals. This has been Clubhouse Conversation, Dave O's Dish. Good night.